Darwin's pen. My theory is well tested. No one should ever buy a pen. I find them everywhere, in bank lobbies, in hotels, at the doctor's office, courtesy of Big Pharma, on coffee tables, on street corners, and then some pens show up without provocation. I lose pens as often as I find them, but I've been able to achieve a zero-sum game with my scavenging. However, I recently inherited my mother-in-law's collection of random pens. It appears that we shared the same strategy. I enjoy the surprise of pulling a random pen from a bristling cup and then evaluating its provenance from God knows where. A pen from a local discount funeral home was a startling discovery. Today's pen was equally provocative. Fancier than the standard plastic promotional pen, its wooden barrel was inscribed with the words, I think, in a distinctive cursive. Where did this pen come from and what was the message? Could this be a pen commemorating the 17th century philosopher René Descartes, who famously wrote Cogito Ergo Sum, translated to, I think, therefore I am. That's a heady philosophical statement whose origins I dredged up from the wispy remnants of a long-ago liberal arts education suffused with Latin. Descartes is a long shot, for sure, but what the hell? The internet is a frequent source of debilitating to toxic frustration for me, but I do appreciate Google's critical role from random surfing and rabbit-holing. I type in Descartes and signature and then images. Of the several examples given, none comes close to a match with my pen. Based on the pen's sophisticated style and message, it seems unlikely this was a promotional giveaway. There was intention behind the pen. The original owner responded to the message, bought it, then regretfully mislaid it in such a way that it ended up on my desk, again from God knows where. I vowed to respect the purchase by honoring the inscription's encouragement to greet each day with thought, curiosity, and purpose. I decided to focus on the pen itself. How many inscribed wooden pens can there be? I type wooden pen and I think. Bravo! Google has read my mind. Up comes a picture of my exact pen, which in 2009 commemorated the 200th anniversary of Charles Darwin's birth. Various museums celebrated by reproducing a page from Darwin's 1937 notebook. The page shows a crude map of the branching tree of life, early evidence of Darwin's theory of evolution. At the top, Darwin wrote, I think, hence the pen. His rushed handwriting and the sloppy K, and I think, suggest that Darwin was in the midst of an exquisite epiphany. He was only 28 years old in 1837, one year after completing his famous Beagle voyage. While this crude tree might have been a flash of insight, his thinking was deliberate, driven by an insatiable curiosity to explain the natural world. Darwin created a vast social network consisting of hundreds of correspondents, exchanging ideas with a broad range of scientists and a variety of lay people, including army officers and diplomats posted across the British Empire. Darwin was an early example of a crowdsourced social media network. Some 15,000 letters survive today, available from Amazon in 30 volumes for about $100 per volume. He routinely received specimens in the mail, such as the foot of a partridge embedded in a lump of clay. Darwin dissected out the embedded seeds and then propagated them, bolstering his theory that birds could spread plant species across great distances.
Even in Darwin's time, evolutionary concepts were not new. Ancient Greeks commented on extinction. Erasmus Darwin, Darwin's grandfather, was a doctor, poet, and philosopher who also considered, quote, transmutation, as evolution was called then, writing, quote, would it be bold to imagine that all warm-blooded animals have arisen from one living filament with the power of acquiring new parts and delivering down these improvements by generations to its posterity, end quote. Darwin respected his grandfather's writings, but was also aware that Erasmus was viciously attacked by conservative theologians, an experience that made Darwin very cautious about proposing his theory until he could back it up with scientific proof. My Darwin pen commemorates his inquisitive and active mind during the 23-year gap until the publication of The Origin of the Species. He had an open mind that wondered and wandered and inquired, consulted with others, sifted through mountains of data and observations, sharpening and refining his thoughts. Nothing, even the humble earthworm, escaped his attention. His letters revealed he had a wry sense of humor. In a letter to his cousin, he wrote, quote, I admire the beautiful scenery more than could be reasonably expected of a descendant of an ape, end quote. Does the original owner of this pen appreciate the larger context of Darwin's intelligence, his lively mind, boundless curiosity coupled with his deliberate and careful thought process? Whoa, wait a minute. I think I was the original owner. I must have bought this pen four years ago when I visited London's Museum of Natural History, 11 years since Darwin's 2009 bicentennial. I do recall buying a pair of socks with Darwin's face on them, but they quickly got lost in the wash, the way socks do. I don't specifically recall having a pen and then losing it. It must have taken a rambling God-knows-where journey through pockets, tote bags, and suitcases to its resting place on my desk. The pen spoke to me then, and today I'm newly invigorated. On a good day, I hope I can muster the energy to think with curiosity and purpose.